Brought to you by Make Fun Network. Welcome to the top five of death. When listeners vote, and everyone dies. Listen, I'm done. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Top 5 of Death. I am your host, Matthew, uh, hitting the nail on the head, Bistany, and I'm joined this week with a brand new host, a brand new, I'm going to, I'm going out there, I'm committing, I'm going to, I'm putting all my cards up front, and I'm going to say, this is the guy, everybody. This is my new guy. I'm putting a lot of pressure on him because he, he, he very uh, realistically and cautiously was being very smart about uh, his commitment levels, but I'm putting it to him right here before he even says anything that I'm guaranteeing everyone that he will be here for the long haul. It is permanent record. It is recorded. Joining me for the first time, my new co-host, my new partner, Mr. Charles Chucky. He doesn't like me calling him Chucky. I called him in anyway. I've done it a hundred times on the show. <laughs> you know him and I know him. I refer to him as Chucky. Uh, but here he is, Charles McDonald. What's up, fun butts? That's right. Yeah. Me. So I, you guys can't see me, but uh, if you're giving my praise, I was right. asking to be fed more. <laughs> I uh, so first question off off the off the rip here is you're all right. I'm gonna. I think I'm great. Everyone knows that I'm a narcissist. I don't shy away from it. I think I'm wonderful. I think the show is great. I think everything I do is golden. I've never been wrong about anything. All my lists are perfect. Um, I don't so, know what this is. Also surprising. I can't believe it. <laughs> I know. So, so how honored must you feel <laughs> to be to be the the chosen one to go from a listener? Because here's here's the thing. Here's on the real side, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. This guy's been here since day one. I I remember him from so early on. The show's ten years old. He's been around the whole fucking time. <sighs> And um, so now he's on this side with the microphone with me. So it, how is that for you from being a listener of a show for so long to being on the show? Uh, please. I mean, the fact that we've been around, <laughs> it's been around for 10 years. I was fucking 24 when this started. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, didn't have a steady job. Didn't do any of that. And then uh, always wanted to be a host at one point. And then uh, you were just looking for hosts. And I was like, I'll do it. I've hosted podcasts in the past. I've wanted to get in on it. So I uh, shot my shot. What is it? Yeah. Shoot shot. Yeah. Yeah. He went for it. He shot his shot, (laughs) went right in my hole, right there, nailed it. Hit first time every time. Yeah. This guy can't miss. Um, But a couple of reasons, uh, there, there are legitimate reasons why I reached out to Charles about this whole thing is because. On our Discord server, which everyone should go join, you can find the link to join at uh, facebook.com slash makefunnetwork. It's uh, it's pinned at the top, I believe. Join the Discord. It's actually a lot of fun, a lot of activity. If you're looking for a community of like-minded individuals that like to have fun and shoot the shit and razz each other and post fun memes and hot takes and mm-hmm. post your food pics and talk shit, give terse reviews on stuff, join our Discord. Um but you might get some dating advice. You, yeah, that's a hot topic right now in the Discord. Is a lot of dating advice. People asking me to do a top five dating tips. Uh, I would love to. I would love to do it. I'd love to get someone who needs dating advice on the show to respond to them and essentially just be like, "Listen, 
you're the problem. Okay. You need to change and become as fake as possible because this is a game and you're playing not by the rules. Um, no, I wouldn't do that. I, I actually, uh, think I give great advice. I think my advice is, is very good. Sometimes I don't take my own advice, but that's everybody. Um, however, in the discord, there was a chat going on about other people. Like they're talking about top five of death and how it's been around for so long. And people were talking about how they tried to start podcasts or other projects and how hard it actually was once they tried to do it. And people were kind of, you know, very, um, graciously, you know, um, giving me a little bit of, of, of praise, which I very much appreciated of, you know, keeping the show going for so long because it is very, very tough. Uh, it's very hard to do for someone. Mm -hmm. If you're starting a podcast, God bless you. God bless you. You really need to want to do it and you really need to be of a type of person to, you know, harangue people that you need to do it with and to, to put the work in every, every chance you get. Um, but Charles is one of those people that kind of, um, you know, commented. So what was your, what was your experience before trying to do a podcast? Um, so the, I'm, I take part in a sport of obstacle racing and it's just kind of for a small community. It is a very drama filled community. <laughs> so we, I always had a couple friends who were very like-minded and we always had these like in amazing in-depth conversations in person. And everyone was always like, oh, yeah, I'd love to, like, get this on the record and do that. So I, like, came up with this whole idea, pitched it to him. And then the minute the mics clicked on, one of the guys didn't talk at all. And then yeah. the other one never wanted to do any of the topic ideas we had. So they just decided to completely hijack my show. And I sadly let them do it. And then eventually I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be the person who has to get all this going. And then it's changed to last minute. Mm. So, um, yeah, it was just, it wasn't fun. It took all the fun out of it. Yeah. We wanted some drama, but I wanted to have some fun and they just wanted to be one of them wanted to be hard hitting. And the other one wanted to stare at their phone for an hour and a half. Yeah. It, that's always mm -hmm. interesting to me. I had one, my, my best friend I had on for a comic book episode and he fucking sucked. He sucks so bad. I have, I've never had him on again and I give him shit all the time because like you just said, he, you can't shut the dude up in person. He's fucking, he tells, he tells awesome stories. He's, you know, he's articulate. He's got opinions. He's, you know, he's fun to, to riff with fucking put a microphone in front of his face and he just clams up useless. Uh -huh. He's useless to me. I'm surprised I continue to be his friend because he literally offers me nothing. And all I want to do is exploit the people I know for my own benefit. Um, which is how I've done the show for so long. <laughs> and I've tapped everyone out. I've tapped them all. I've, I've rung them dry mm -hmm. and now I have new blood here. I'm going to ring you dry, but I'm hoping I, at least I get a couple years out of you. Uh, before you eventually recognize the fact that you're being manipulated and gaslit into doing my bidding. Um, but eh, hopefully not, but it is, it is hard to do a show. So that's why I, I, I reached out to Charles. Um, mm. and you know, here we are now we're recording. We've talked about things we want to do. Ultimately I'm looking, I'm starting a new team. I need new people and I'm looking for people that also want the show to grow and be successful. Obviously Matt's not here. Um, where is Matt? Couldn't tell you. 
because he I tried to schedule recording with him two weeks ago and I haven't heard from him. So <laughs> here we are. I don't know what I don't know what to do or say about that. Um so I I'm at the mercy of people I'm at the mercy of people's verbal commitments slash um what they actually do or whatever. It's it's fine, it's whatever. I get it. It's a lot of work. Um so that's where we're at. Will we hear back from Matt? I don't know. Maybe, hopefully. I'm I'm betting he pings me at some point and goes, Oh, hey, something happened. Uh whatever. I don't know. Well, I but he lost a foot. He, he fucking better. Like, no, because I know he didn't lose a foot because lose a foot because I saw him on like uh some someone else, a mutual friend uh from like old improv posted. They like did like a some improv festival. And he was in the car with them. So I was like, oh, okay. So he was gone for, but that's like, okay, just tell me what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, um, that's where that is. So we're getting new blood. I need, I'm looking for people that want the show to benefit and grow. Uh, so this week we have new blood with Charles. Next mm-hmm. week, I got another new blood joining the ranks as well. Um, That'll be revealed next next week, next episode. Um, but there might be room for some other new blood, potentially, maybe part-time hosts jump in on an episode here or there, maybe, but there's also a lot of other things that could help the show grow. The show's been around for 10 years. We have a, a very strong but small community. This community, I think, is great, and I think there's a lot of potential there, and I'd like to see it grow. So if anyone wants to kind of, if anyone kind of believes in top five and make fun and wants to kind of help with that or offer some sort of something, I'm all ears. I'm, I'm open to the help. I definitely need it at this point. Um, so that's, that's the current status of the show. That's what we're doing. We're moving forward. I brought top five back. I'm not letting it die. Um, I just, I need to be, I need to be, I need to have modern solutions to modern problems and that's what i'm going for so today we're going to talk about our top five list is uh uh so you you kind of change a little bit late in the game so i'll have Mm -hmm. you explain it because i know what i'm doing yeah i pulled a uh pulled a last minute change on you yeah the thing you literally just complained about some other guy doing to your (laughs) show your first episode and you're doing the exact same thing uh which i respect i'm gonna be honest i just respect a lot I, i i love you know, like if I if I was here, I'd give you a handshake and I'd 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 pull you in a little bit, see if you pulled back, and we'd have that like that very masculine, you know, ah. test of strength. Yeah, his hand grip stronger. Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd go for I'd give you like the Trump pull, and like you you know you know handle it however you handle it, but we'd we'd figure out you know the 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 alpha and the beta. So right now I feel like I'm I've gotten I've let my guard down trying to be nice, and you just you took a shot, and now you're changing shit. Uh, but here we are. So explain mm-hmm. uh, what what's what's going on. All right. So my list, I'm going to be feeding you kind of similar to two truths and a lie. I'm going to be giving you a truth about myself or a lie about myself, one or the other. Ooh. It's going to be up to you to decide which one's the truth, which one's a lie. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then based off of that truth, I'm going to fill my list with uh, assumptions I'm going to make about you based on what you tell me. Mm-hmm. So I hope I'm right. I think I'm a good read of character. So let's um let's just jump right into it. So I why don't you go first and give me your first ever debut top five of death, your number five 
Take it away. All right. Here are two facts about me. All right. Two facts coming up. Mm -hmm. I can swing dance. I'm taller than Dave Batista. So I've seen photos of you, but I have not seen photos of you next to Dave Batista. They do not exist. <laughs> not yet. I mean, AI will do anything. Someone, <laughs> someone, AI, Charles and Dave Batista in a, a just put measuring contest and see what comes up. <laughs> I definitely show up in those AI searches for sure. <laughs> um. So I know you're so you're athletic because you do the obstacle course races, but I don't think you're. I'm going to go on a limb and say. This isn't my assumption, but I'm going to assume that you're not graceful based on the fact that you're white. Um, so That's a safe get. <laughs> I'm going to say the, the, the fact is that you are taller than Dave Batista, but you cannot swing dance, you white ass motherfucker. So what is it? Matt, you are. Correct. Oh, if, if, if you said I was wrong, I would have been real fucking shocked. <laughs> I would nope. have demanded to see video of you fucking <laughs> flipping people around. You know, like there are only a few times like swing dancing comes in handy. And I feel like it's like that brief second at a wedding where no one wants to get on the floor. But that's about it. But um, so, yeah, I'm taller than Dave Batista. The professional wrestler, or as probably most people know him as Drax the Destroyer. So hold on, before you reveal mm -hmm. your height, I'm going to look up Dave Batista's <laughs> yeah. height, so we can get a frame of reference. Uh, mm -hmm. That is not how you spell that. Uh, let's see. Also, I'm going to guess. I'm going to say Dave Batista is six two. Mm -hmm. Dave Batista is six foot six, and you're taller than six foot six. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm six foot tall, but here's, here's my, uh, oh my God. here's my basis on this. Here we go. Here we I'm go. <laughs> I've met, I've met Dave Batista twice. Once when he was, you know, WWE yoked Dave Batista, the animal, right? Yeah. Where he's six foot six, quote unquote. I then met him when he was now retired as an actor. Um, the first time I met him, he was at an MMA event. The second time I met him, he was at my local gym because he's from the D.C. area, which is where I'm based out of. Um, first time I met him, yeah, he was, quote unquote, six foot six because he was wearing those big ass boots. When I met him the second time, he was not taller than me and I have not grown past six, <laughs> six feet tall. So I don't know what like horseshit they're pulling that he's six foot six granted it's wrestling everything's a spectacle but like so the man's the man's not taller than me so i don't know what's i gotta be honest yeah. i can't get a straight answer out of the internet i got people saying exactly. he's six foot six i got people listening to him at six four this one right here on celebheights.com which is apparently was enough of a interest of people that someone is you know monetizing this whole fucking idea has them listed at 6.1 and a half mm -hmm. that this would probably be the closest honestly because like i was surprised when i met him the second time uh because <laughs> i was waiting for him to be like to dwarf me like he did the first time i met him and now he was just regular heighted person like it was wild so also nicest guy you can meet i mean if you're not tall you kind of have to be nice Mm -hmm. I'm still, still gigantic though. Like, oh yeah, still wider than a door frame. 
Well, you know, I mean, now I don't know what to believe about Batista. I mean, he's not tall, or he might be. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He also might not mm-hmm. be. You say that he's like bigger than a door frame, but I mean, I don't know. Is that like a goose suit? I have no idea. They're goosing him up. That's crazy. Um, are you telling me? I, I guess we have to believe that wrestling isn't real. Um, I think everything it, the show. No, I'm gonna. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't know. That's why um, I, I put it at number five because it's uh, there's a lot of different numbers out there. But I've I've seen him in person. I've been I've stood next to him two different times in my life. What's it like to meet somebody and then meet him again and they're like just their stature is incredibly different, like noticeably. It it was jarring because Batista is like he doesn't look like normal people. Yeah, he's covered in tats. He's bald headed. And he's just got a distinct look. So the yeah. first time I saw him, I was like, oh, wow, that's Dave Batista. Same time I was like, is that Dave Batista? <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> walking through too, my. It's too small. Yeah, that's what I thought. And he was just walking around, lifting at the gym. And yeah. Wild. Yeah. Um. Okay. That's insane. I wonder. Hmm. I wonder if John Cena knows that. Uh, <laughs> I'll have to ask his wife. Hey, you know what? I think I could. I could get his wife on the show. Really? I bet I could. She's um, well, his ex-wife, um, but she's friends with my sister, Nikki Bella. No, 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 no. Brie Bella. No, 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 no. Oh, they didn't get married, did they? I don't know. I didn't follow that part of wrestling. His 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 IRL, um, ex-wife who he was married to for a while. Mm. Um, I'm friends with her on Facebook. There's, I bet. I could get her on the show and I'll promise her I won't ask her any questions about John. And then oh. I, all I do is ask her questions about a hypothetical guy. <laughs> um, you, you ask her about the doctor, th- not John Cena. You ask her about the doctor of economics. That's right. Like, oh, two, two totally different people. Different people. Um, but his wife, ha- there's no way that his wife's boobs aren't as hard as the moon. Um, they are just two rocks in her shirt. And she just, lo- she looks like a, um, whatever I'm about to say is definitely going to make her never come on the show. Um, <laughs> she just looks like what you would expect, like a, what a, a sitcom or something would portray a like washed up porn star. Oh God. <laughs> She's just very like plasticky, big lips, huge fake tits. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know, but it's wild to like, she, she's like on my new, she's like on my f- everyday feed. Just like in Miami on a boat because she divorced John Cena and got a ton of money. Um, so I don't know. But my sister knows her and hang, parties with her from time to time whenever she's in town. So I don't know. Oh, I see it now. Yeah. Oh, you find her? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Rock Google Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. So my number five assumption based off your number five fact. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm going to assume that you're legally blind because I think, I think your problem is your own perception and you really, you think that he was shorter or you think that he was taller, but obviously he's the same size. It's your problem. It's your fault. And it's your problem that you think this whole, you know, rigmarole about Batista being not uh, as tall as, as one would think. 
Wait, so are you saying when I put my hand on his head, it wasn't his head? You put your hand on his head? I wish, no. Oh. Um, <laughs> I, was like a, I was like, is that a weird thing? He goes, hey, it's uh, me, Dave Batista. You want to put your hand on my head? He's got the weirdest, yeah, he's got the weirdest greeting. <laughs> Feels like a pack of hot dogs in the back of my neck. <laughs> that- <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. No, but yeah, I think I think you're blind. I mean, I've never met you in person, so for all I know, you could be walking around with, uh, you know, one of those red and white canes with the ball on the end, so you don't, you know, walk into the street or or whatever. Man, if it, if this was a true assumption, it would give me a lot of issues in my regular life. I can tell you, come. <laughs> That's right, because yeah, you're a video video editor, right? I am. Yeah. Well, good luck to those videos. I guess this was. I just had this random thought earlier this week. I was like, man, if I lost my eyesight, I'd be screwed. <laughs> yeah, you, better, you better be. I got to start carrots. all over. I know you freaking. What, what's, wrong, what's wrong with you? You got a whole. What, what if you're doing an obstacle course and you freaking f- get a needle in the eye or some shit? Or like you jump into like some mud pit and some fucking bacteria gets in your eye and you just go blind. Oh you ever God. think of that, huh? Why don't you think of I your have future? Not. <laughs> Never going out and running again. Good. I I'm want to stay this indoors. In- my whole, my, chair. my whole thing with you is going to be to convince you to give up on obstacle courses <laughs> <laughs> because let's be real. It's, uh, you're just going to get hurt and I don't want to see you hurt. I'm doing it from a place of love, but something that you enjoy, I want you to stop. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've tried to convince myself to stop and I'm still doing them. So this man is a problem. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. What's your number four? Okay. My number four, I've run for local political office and lost. Oh, I've dressed up as a Confederate soldier for television. Um, I want to believe the former is true because I want, all I do on the show is just hope someone baits me into a political discussion. That's all I ever want. Um, but I don't think that's true. And with you mentioning the fact that you have been a video editor, I would assume that there have been moments on some sort of project you're working on. They were like, hey, we need a racist looking guy. And they were like, he looks pretty racist. Put him in this costume and put him in front of the camera. Oh, my God. And Uh, uh, that's uh, I'm going to say so I'm going to say the true one is that you have dressed up like a Confederate soldier on TV and then felt so comfortable in the role that you have since taken a stance on the South will rise again. Matt, you are still correct. Yeah. I'm fucking <laughs> not about that. Not the, not about no, the no, Adam. No, no. Listen, no, I'll edit. I'll edit your correction out. Everyone's now going to believe what I said. Um, I have, I'm convinced this fact about me is why I probably couldn't run for political office um anymore even if i actually wanted to oh they would uh, just find that footage and be like he's a confederate sympathizer <laughs> i have the clip from the show on youtube that someone posted <laughs> that's so funny um but yeah so my first job i worked as an assistant editor and i was also like helped on set it was a full production company we did stuff for smithsonian channel and oh, we cool. were doing stuff on the Civil War. And like we were, everybody in the company was slowly being cast as like background actors and stuff. And they couldn't find someone to play uh, John Mosby, who was a colonel 
in the Confederate Army. He was kind of a cavalry guy, but uh, at the time he would be considered like guerrilla warfare style. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So um, my boss one day called me and I was like, hey, Charles, can you come in here real quick? Walked in. Everybody in the room looked at me and like, he'll do. Um, <laughs> They're like, you're going to play John Mosby. Do you know how to ride a horse? If not, you should learn to ride it in about two weeks. <laughs> oh, wait, you had to like, you, it wasn't just like, hey, yeah. sit in this costume and. and... Nope. <laughs> oh, you it rode was a fucking horse? Ride a horse at Gallup with a couple other people beside me to look like John Mosby for the show. Jesus. Yeah, it's one of the most terrifying things I've ever done. Fuck that. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Mm -hmm. You couldn't just edit yourself on the horse? <laughs> like, what? Right. We, That's I your job, man. I pitched that as, like, we can't just do a close-up of me, like, you know, kind of just, like, bobbing, bobbing up and down. Yeah, like, he's clearly on a horse. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh. No, yeah, they had me on a horse in full, like, wool outfit with the hat on, which, by the way, it's hard to keep a hat on at full gallop. Not for John Mosby. Wasn't for, wasn't for me that day because I got it. I got it done. Oh man, that's yeah. so funny. Did you yeah. get like a? So did, here's a here's a nerdy mm -hmm. question. So if you were working on that set anyway, did you get a separate paycheck for, for appearing in it as like an actor? Uh, no, because well, I, um, you need I can't agent. remember the deal we worked at because it was main. It was like eight nine years ago maybe when I, when we filmed it uh, before they paid people yeah i did not get paid enough for what the work i was doing um but uh yeah we, i didn't get a separate paycheck they did ask if i wanted a credit in the show as acting and i was like yeah why not yeah of course well, it's i think it's my only acting credit on imdb so, on imdb yeah i have an imdb page it's not up to date but I'll I do up, have one. I'll, you know what? I'll I'll update it for you. <laughs> uh, this man's appeared in American History X. He's been in. Uh, I was the abs body double. Yeah. Um, this guy's been in Shrek. He's all two very similar movies. Um, okay. All right. So I'm gonna go ahead and say. All right. So here's an assumption. Based off of the fact that what you've already said earlier about someone hijacking your show in this, I'm going to assume that you are a pussy. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty bold assumption, but I mean, sounds like someone just goes, hey, you're doing this and you just go, yes, sir. You know, at that moment in my life, I was <laughs> at that time. All right, I so really should have just been like, this is my stuff. I'm taking it. Um, it didn't help at the time the co-host I was also currently pseudo dating, according to her. So according to her, ooh, that that's, like, that's a whole other topic. I but, don't know. It sounds like a new yeah. topic. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, there are times where I'm like, yeah, I kind of wussed out on that. <laughs> that's okay. Listen, yeah. everyone grows up eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so so far my list is you are, um. I don't remember what my first one was. Racist? I've already said that. No. My first one was, oh, you're legally blind and you're a pussy. <laughs> I can't wait to finish my list. <laughs> and I can't wait for next week when they go, oh, no, not sorry, not next week, but the week after where they're like, well, Charles left. 
He was like, you know what? I don't need <laughs> he, this shit. I don't need to be told what I think about myself. <laughs> I know. I know who I am. <laughs> um, that's crazy though. I would never. Yeah. So, yeah. hmm. I would do a mm-hmm. lot, especially for like any form of attention. But if someone's like, you got to learn to ride a horse, I'd be pretty apprehensive. Like I got, so my parents at the time, uh, owned a horse. Um, what <laughs> we've, we've owned. It's not that hard to own a horse. It's uh wicked expensive and it's not worth it. Cause if you even consider looking at them, they're probably going to get injured. But, um, we had a horse. And I went, I had enough time to go and try and ride at once, but that's just like walking around, you know, anybody can just sit on a horse and watch it walk around. So what, mm-hmm. how long did you, did your family own the horse? Like from when you were kids, you've always had horses or you, they were just like, once you were old enough and moved out, they're like, that's it. Replace them with a horse. <laughs> no, it's, it's when we got, when I got into high school, they, my mom wanted a horse and so they bought a horse and then that meant, uh, my first car was very cheap because the horse was ridiculously expensive. And now we're have, we're on our third horse. So do you only have one at a time? Yes. One at a time. Does it live in the house with you? <laughs> <laughs> no, we pay, excuse me. They pay too much money to have that thing stand inside. So man. That's so yeah. funny. I just imagine you just come home and there's a horse with your clothes on. In my room. In your room. They're like, meet your, meet your brother. Like, Wait, what? Hey, this is a, hey, you're in the video business. Pitch this idea. Tell him Matt Pistony has got a great idea for a show. You've heard of Mr. Ed. Well, this is Mr. Ed Jr. And your name is also Ed, by the way. Um, and ev- actually, you know what? Everyone on the show is named Ed. Um, is it? Could this be an Ed, Ed, and Eddie, Mr. Ed crossover? It's Ed, Ed, Eddie, Mr. Ed, uh, Eddie Munster, um, Edward Scissorhands. (laughs) This show is good. This is a good idea. (laughs) I'm very excited. Um, Who else? Uh, Eddie. Oh, Eddie from um, Family Matters. Edward Winslow. (laughs) Um, Eddie from It? Eddie from It. Uh, Ed Grimley. Ed Grimley. Oh my God. <laughs> There's a lot of fucking Eds. Have you met an Ed though? No. Current? Exactly. <laughs> Not a single time. Only on television. That's a revelation. Mm-hmm. That's a good, that, that's a fucking good show. I don't care what anybody says. I'd watch that. Um, all right. So I called you a pussy, which is pretty mm-hmm. standard for me. Um, I'm not very nice. No one likes me. Um, oh yeah. It was once number three. All right. My number three. I'm colorblind. Jeez, that's an easy I've one. met the Undertaker. Mm. With all your, re- re- I was going to say Wethuwin. With all your your wrestling references, I'm going to mm-hmm. assume that you have met the Undertaker. And if you were colorblind, you'd be a again, you'd be a shit fucking video editor, Matt. You yeah. are incorrect. No, you're oh. colorblind. How do you do I, your job? <laughs> Did you lie in your resume? No. Um, so I've, I'm red hue colorblind. Like there's varying differences of colorblind. It's not like I only see in black and white. Um, I'm red hue colorblind as in like red is very hard for me to distinguish inside of other colors. So like think of like blue and purple. That's 
the main indicator that I can't tell those things apart. Uh, I can look at certain purple uh, hues now, and I can't tell the difference between that and blue. Um, but uh, I threw the Undertaker one in there just because, man, I want to meet the Undertaker. Me too. Me too. He's one childhood of the hero, and yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a colorblind video editor, and uh, I'm very upfront on every job I've ever uh, applied and interviewed for. I'm like I'm colorblind, but that only comes into if we're going to get into like the very technical part of editing. Not every editor deals with color correction, like there's a whole other field of editors out there who just do color correction and they are paid buku amounts of money and they're very good at that specific job. Huh? Yeah. So I'm missing out on a large swath of money I could be making. Well, that sucks. Hmm. But man, when you pulled out blind and number five, I was, I was <laughs> for the briefest second like, Oh my God, he's going to guess like the one fact, like I usually end up telling people about myself. That's so funny. Uh-huh. Um, so if you work full time as a video editor, mm-hmm. how does that, how do you have work every day? As in like, as a, as I'm colorblind or you just mean as a video editor? As a video editor, I would oh, assume, like, do you yeah. work project to project or do you work for a company who just has like a backlog of things that are always, uh, ingressing in for work? So at my previous company, because I just started with, I jumped into a whole different section of video editing, but my previous company was, yeah, we were contract to contract, completely upfront. I was paid a lot of the time to sit around at my desk and wait for work to show up. Hell yeah. It's great for the first like two months and then you're kind of bored after a while. (laughs) No, no, you can do so much. It was beautiful when we were sent home for like oh yeah uh, during lockdown i was like oh great i'm just gonna hang out at home and catch up on stuff and wait for my clients to ask me things but when we're busy sometimes we'll be working a full eight to ten hours nonstop, and then sometimes you'll finish that send it out to the client and they'll it's clients so they drag their ass like approving anything. You'll wait upwards of two days before they even say anything. Yeah. So I know what that's yeah. like. So you just kind of sit there and go, huh? And if coworkers ask, what are you working on? You trying to stay busy, trying <laughs> to do anything. Um, mm-hmm. my last, not my last job, the job before that, um, I worked in the, doing the prison stuff. Uh, yeah, all day. I didn't do shit. As long as everything mm-hmm. was working, I didn't do fuck all. I watched all of the X files. Um, I watched, I, that a lot. Yeah. I played a good game empire all the time. Um, towards the end of my job, I was playing league of legends a lot. Yeah. Well, I, I thought about sneaking like a GPU into my work PC. Cause I was mm. like, no one would even fucking know. Um, but I was like, nah, whatever. But, um, yeah, oh, that's man. great. Minute you're in the middle of a match and then you actually have work come in, you're like, Oh, sorry, all you random people on the internet. I gotta go. <laughs> Listen, sorry, client. I'm, you'll have to wait till this match finishes. I'm not gonna lose my shit. I'm not gonna lose my friggin' SR here. Listen, I'm one in 12 in ARAM right now. So hang in there. Tide's turning. It's gonna happen any moment now. Any minute. And, yeah. Um, all right. Cool. All right. So if you're colorblind, 
Mm-hmm. I would assume that your you have a girlfriend right now. Yeah, I would assume that your girlfriend is black, and you have no idea. Oh my god! <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that, but this guy oh dressed up like a Confederate soldier, and he has no idea that he's dating a black woman because he's colorblind. This explains so much. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I mean, listen. Mm-hmm. You do you, boo boo. Uh, more power to you. I get it. I get you it. You know, I'm just trying to, just trying to change up what people think of racist. You know, just because we don't like one side doesn't mean we can't date the same side. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you ever see? Uh, you ever see? Don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. I haven't seen that in so long. But I was actually thinking about it the other day. I was like, I wonder where I can stream that. Um, there's a line in that that I thought was so funny. So they have that like, kind of like preachy friend who's always like preaching, like, you know, kind of like, uh, like, uh, lack of a better term, like, like black power stuff and like, you know, this and that, like that, like stereotypical preachy mm-hmm. type of guy. And mm-hmm. he always dates, uh, white women. So I, th- I thought this line was so funny. And so someone goes, hey, they call him Preach, actually. So it was like, hey, Preach. He's like, why you say all that stuff about white men, but then go ahead and date white women? And he goes, because I'm trying to do to the white woman what the white man's been doing to us for hundreds of years. And it's like, what's that? It's like, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a fucking good line. That's yeah. so, oh, I, oh, man. Comedy, ah, man. I, I hate to be that guy. Genuine question, though. Mm-hmm. And this has been, I've been seeing this topic kind of floated around. People are kind of discussing it a little bit on podcasts as like the culture war starts to kind of turn in the other direction a little. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of people have been kind of been talking about, we're never going to, at least n- in no recent time, are we going to have good comedy like we did back then because of the way things are? Um, I don't know how true that is because I, I've talked about it on the show a lot. I don't watch a lot of comedy stuff. And when I do, it's always forever way after the fact that they're popular. I don't know why. I just don't. Um, but I think of movies like Don't Be a Menace, It's House Central, um, all the old Adam Sandler stuff. Are there movies like that that get made now that are similar? And I just am unaware of them, which is totally fair. Or is there, or do you think there's any truth? to the fact that like it's hard to make a comedy movie to this day and age because the whole world is not split in two it's split into like a hundred and there's there's always a section of someone who's gonna make a stink at something no matter what so people don't even try i mean i think i think any of those movies that come out that kind of like push the racial barriers and get away with that like silly humor basically what the wayans brothers always got away with yeah like I feel like you really have to search for them. The only thing I can think of that kind of like gets close to that would be uh, Jonah Hill released like a Netflix movie about that. Oh, and he was like uh, dating a black girl. Yeah. I didn't see it. Was it good? It's, I don't know. It's on our list too, but that's like, I remember watching the trailer and going like, oh, you don't see movies like this anymore. Yes. Whereas but um, I'm curious to see what the tonal message is to mm-hmm. that movie. Oh, you people. That's what it was. <laughs> That's what it was. Oh, right. Not not stellar ratings. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> it's got Eddie Murphy in it, though. I mean, Eddie Murphy's great. 
Um, Julia Louis Dreyfus. I mean, that's um, that's Elaine, right? Yeah. God, she's hot. Um, God, she's hot. Um, but yeah, no, but like even still, like, how old are you? Thirty four. Thirty four. Yeah. Um, so a four year difference, but they like. When we were young, when we were young, they put on movies all the time and said silly <laughs> shit. Um, but it's true. We had Black Sheep. We had, we had all like the those movies. We had all the Adam Sandler movies. Um, and then and like those were common. And they would get trashed and by you know critics and people loved them. And then you'd watch them when they came out on VHS or DVD with your buddies over and over again. Mm-hmm. I don't know if. I don't know if they make comedy that's quality enough that it's rewatchable, like uh, half baked or or anything like that. Like, if you think about, even though it's more in the two thousands, you couldn't get away with making even something like Anchorman now. Yeah, like that oh, would not man, be popular anymore. And that movie is wildly so, hilarious. Still. It's so good. Um, yeah, and it's sad too. Because some of those stars bridge the gap of when you could make that movie to now. And now, like, they try to make movies that are like that. But they're so, re- you can tell they're just so restrained um, or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. You know, in, like, I think the last, I could be wrong. I could be forgetting something. But the last most recent good comedy that was like that, that I thought was, like, on par with those and I could watch it a bunch was um god damn it what the hell oh chris and wig um oh what is it fast can i google (laughs) go 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 someone people listening they're yelling the fucking name of the bridesmaids i was gonna say was it bridesmaids i was i was thinking of trying to or like recent chris and wig no 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 bridesmaids bridesmaids is so so fucking funny um Mm -hmm. and that was on par with like the type of stuff that I think is just rewatchable man fucking Melissa McCarthy so fucking funny um all the time uh well I don't know because I think like that era had some good ones too that had like 40 year old virgin um and and things like that but I don't know I don't know I just I just wish for the good old days when you could say stuff and not be afraid of it. Not to, I don't know. I I hate saying that too because it's so fucking cringe. And I get it. I understand. But I just want people to feel. I, let me rephrase that. Mm-hmm. Especially from like a comedic performance standpoint, I just want people to feel free enough to make some sort of art or content without any re- fear of reprisal for whatever they want to do. Like. That's it. And I think I think it's just important that we get back to that for the sake of everyone's goddamn sanity. Man, I'm even just now trying to think of like the last comedy I saw, which actually like got a really good amount of laughs out of me because we watched um, Adam Sandler put out The, out, the Outlaws uh, on Netflix. Yeah. I mean, it's it's better than the trailer looks. I can tell you that much. It's not it's not super rewatchable though. It's definitely just a one time watch and you're kind of done with it. And it's got some like it's got some decent moments in it, but overall it's just kind of a silly Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. Which yeah. he's actually not even in it, which is weird. He's just a producer on it, which I thought I thought he showed up in all his own movies. 
Uh, I guess not. I mean, he he hmm. makes money off of all of his movies. I'll tell you that much. Oh yeah, Bazinga! But all right, all right. Uh, I digress. So you, um, shit. What was my number five? I keep forgetting. You, I'm blind. <laughs> you're blind. Yeah, you're blind. Mm-hmm. You're a pussy, and you're you're unwittingly dating a black woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So you're number two. She's she's my strength. <laughs> I, I'm a pussy because she does all. I, I don't have to. She's she she carries it for us. That's right. Someone someone yeah. comes. You're out to dinner. Your steak comes over a little overcooked. You're like, hmm, I guess I'll just have it. And she's like, nah. And she goes all off and she does her thing. She gets you the right steak, and that's why you love her. I'm glad you did the nah because I was worried about it. That's what I'm saying. This is my whole point. <laughs> this is my point proven. And yep. even I was restrained. Listen, I wanted to go off in my head. I was like, this would mm-hmm. be so funny, but I don't need to hear it, especially yeah. from your fucking girlfriend, okay? <laughs> All right. You ready for my number two? Yeah. All right. I've swam with a whale. <laughs> Pinocchio ass r- bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I've run a hundred mile race. Oh, come on. Well, this is easy. This is easy. This isn't even. Oh, yeah? uh, now you're making me second guess myself. Are you sure? <laughs> That's your final answer. Are you sure? Um, so you've talked about ultra marathons before on the forums. That's right. I read them. I pay attention. Oh, that's right. Um, you do obstacle course shit. You love being fit. Um, hundred miles is a fucking lot. Um, I'm all right. I'm going to say the whale because I feel like a hundred miles is something that you, you are working up to, but haven't done yet. But for some reason you've swam with a whale. So I'm going whale. Final answer. Matt, you are. Incorrect. Fuck. Now I'm split even. Now I'm split even. Yeah, this is exactly what I didn't want to happen because the next one is going to fucking determine whether I'm a winner or a loser and I can't handle yeah. it. Yeah. I've run, I've run a hundred mile race. Um, it sucked. I listened to, God, this was 2018, 2019. I listened to like several episodes of Top 5 of Death at the time, actually. While you were uh, running? Yeah. It's a race. It kills like uh, so. Um, it was. It took me forty-two hours to finish oh. this. Nonstop. <laughs> um, I stopped down for I think a total of ninety minutes. Um, I slept for an hour. Woke up. Um, this was after I did fifty miles. So I slept for an hour. Woke up and my body was in complete shock. So I had to wait another like thirty minutes till I could actually stop shaking and then get up and start going again for another 50. Why? Um, why? <laughs> so I was looking for just, I like to try and find new things to challenge me because I do work out and run a lot. It's just, I wasn't very active in my teens to mid twenties. I wasn't in very good shape at all. And then I finally got into shape, but I don't know. It was just a challenge um, that I wanted to try. I had several of my running friends attempt this specific race uh, a couple of years in a row and they all failed. So I was like, I'm going to be the first one to come back with the, with the actual finish of this thing. Where do you and run between? 
the coast. <laughs> so we ran up in Vermont. Um, I can't remember. Like it's one of those, one of those small town Vermont places, like in the middle yeah, of nowhere. Yeah, they but, have like one paved road. So yeah, but what do you do? Run up and down the thing? <laughs> no. So we ran through. It's a trail run. So we're running through the woods. Um, and we had to do a seven mile loop, and then which isn't bad. That one's not bad. And then a nineteen mile loop. Um, the nineteen mile loop sucks. I can tell you that much. Um, what you do you re- repeat? I, I'm I'm failing to see where the mm-hmm. hundred miles comes from. Yeah, so you do the seven mile loop and then the nineteen mile loop. So now you got twenty six, right? And then you do you do that again seven nineteen seven nineteen, and then you do the nineteen mile loop last. And somehow through some math. Because it's like 19 point something and 7 point something. Through the math, you end up with 100 miles. No. Yeah. Um, and if you want to know if anybody isn't, like, I don't know if any of the fun butts are actually into ultra running and stuff. Have um, you seen the fun butts? They probably all have motorized chairs. That's. No, come on. Stu Colson's not. All right, Motorized. with the exception of Stu Colson, because he's so goddamn handsome. I don't think he listens anymore, but he fucking shows up out of nowhere left and right sometimes. And I got to say, listen, the show's 10 years old. Stu Colson could be a fat fuck by now, for all I know. I could have I saw him in his heyday when he looked great, and now he's been fucking divorced. He's fat. He lost his hair, and he just lear- he yearns for his glory days. Uh, Stu Colson, if you're listening... Prove me wrong and send me a nude. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> now, my assumption is Stu Colson's like Kate Beckinsale. He just keeps getting finer by time. Was she so, hot still? Have, are you kidding me? I, I, I'm going to look it up. I'm sorry. I'm not a Kate Beckinsale, <laughs> Mark. Oh, God. <laughs> but yeah, the secret for as you're looking up Kate Beckinsale, right? The secret is no one's actually running a hundred miles. It's like you're running a good 25 to 30% of it. And then you're power hiking your ass off. Oh yeah. And then the best part is in between all that running, you are eating basically whatever you've, whatever you've wanted to like gorge yourself on. You just eat that candy. You can eat it. Cookies. You can eat it while you're running. Yeah. Oh, my, my go-to at the time was I would run with like a slicer of a slice or two of pizza in my running pack. All right. Yeah. I <laughs> just eat so pizza. Strange. I don't know. It's so, yeah. I can't and imagine I'm, power hiking or like walking while eating. I feel like I would just fucking shit. Hey, yeah. What do you do for pee pee poo poo? Yo, I had going up this mile 75. I had one really close encounter <laughs> where I just went running off into the woods. <laughs> like oh this is it's why i always run with toilet paper always have a little bit on you oh wipe your ass with a pine cone you pussy <laughs> um that's crazy i would never do that uh so my assumption about you is that you uh you also make fucking poor decisions poor decisions uh you agreed to do the show um you agreed to plaster your face in a confederate uh costume for the world to see tons of stuff mm-hmm. tons and tons I mean, yeah you're about on point i've made some bad decisions <laughs> that's actually a good topic top five worst decisions we've made oh boy tough <laughs> i'd have a lot of honorable mentions i feel like i know 
That'd be a lot. That'd there be wouldn't a lot. be a ranked system on that. It would just be like, these are, here's five <laughs> that I got right now. That's too many. Um, okay. All right. Well, let's, uh, I mean, we're right on time, baby. So let's, uh, let's wrap it right up with, uh, what's your, what's your number one, uh, thing about you people should know, uh, f- truth or fact. All right. My number one, Matt, are you ready? I think so. All right. I'm a college dropout. Oh, I hope so. I'm an Emmy winner. I actually, actually know this one as well. Do you? I, I know this one as well because you mentioned it before again on one of our social medias and I mentioned it earlier today while I was talking to you, talking to the other new host about you. Uh, so I am confidently going to say that you, my friend, are an Emmy winner. Thus, I'm tell me I'm correct so I can declare myself an Emmy winner as well for winning three out of five on being correct. Matt, you are correct. Yeah, bitch. Damn. I was really hoping I could throw you off with the college dropout part just to just to give the briefest like moment of like, oh, these are two ends of the spectrum here. <laughs> <laughs> uh well, I mean a college dropout could win an Emmy. Hey, I well no. Very I, true. I, I did. There are probably uh high school dropouts who have Emmys. I'm a high school dropout. I don't know if you I ever are? mentioned that. Yeah, I no. must have mentioned it. I dropped out to go on tour. Oh yeah. Wait, does it I guess I've met does people who don't even have their like GED. No, I have that. Yeah. There must be some people out there who won Nimmy who don't even have a GED. Yeah, the but. real dumb dumbs. They're probably drug addicts. Anyway. Uh <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Don't hate me because I tell the truth. Uh <laughs> um so yeah, you mentioned that you won an Emmy for. I think you edited a show, I just like a like a documentary of some kind for the Disney Channel, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, that's where I tried to. I also didn't know how much you remember. That's why I threw in the I swam with a whale just to see. Oh right, yeah. If I could insert some other doubt in there, be like, ooh, I know he's got something with whales going on. Yeah, but yeah, um, I worked on Disney Plus series uh, Secrets of the Whales. The docu-series, I worked on it. Um, so I'm credited under the company who, uh, so it's not like Charles F. McDonald was the online editor. It's post-op media did the post-production services. Um, so I was the online editor, which is a fancy word for, I make sure the main editor didn't make any mistakes and fuck up the show. <laughs> I replaced so all the whales with geese. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. We... So our audio guys did it as well. We joked around with making cuts where we did just replace the whale noises with just us doing the noises themselves. <laughs> I've wanted to produce a whole nature documentary of just that, of just humans doing the doing it. And the, the audio guys never wanted to actually commit to that. Cowards. Yeah. But it um it won uh primetime emmy for best documentary series um and so that technically and everybody who's involved in the show is technically considered an emmy winner so i'm going to use that mm-hmm. as promo material for this show so Featured, much. you so know much. you would so when i was looking for my current job right at the like very top of my experience where it lists like what I did for my last company. It, I said work like works on Emmy winning series 
Secrets of the Whales, you would think that would get you instant <laughs> jobs. It doesn't mean shit, apparently, in the industry. They're like, I have an Emmy, too. I used it to fucking hold up my desk. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was shocked. I figured people would be like, oh, my God, he's in anywhere. Let's, we have to, like, hire him. It's like, no. I would. I did it now. Yeah. Got me this job. Yeah. Got, the pay's great. Two out of, like, God, I don't know. I don't even know how many resumes I sent out for my last job. It's kind of embarrassing, but. Um, so. Yeah. Okay. So based off of that okay so mm -hmm. like you said you everyone who worked on it is technically an emmy winner but mm -hmm. correct me if i'm wrong and i don't mean to 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 rain on your parade but you do not have a physical emmy correct i do not um so the only yeah i assume that you are just a fraud <laughs> you are a fraud through and through and you are a grifter and you I have no respect for the hardworking people who actually win Emmys, um, and they have them physically on hand to show. And you got me. I'm a grifter. I'm a carny piece of shit. Got me <laughs> right onto this show, though. Yeah, that's true. This is where you belong, okay? <laughs> You're right here with me. I'm also a grifter. I've never been married. My kids don't exist. Uh, no, but that's, that's cool. Um, I've known... Uh, I've known people that have gone on to do some cool stuff and they, some, one of them won an Emmy for writing on something. I don't know. Um, sometimes like I, I check in with my old improv friends and I can't believe where some of them are. Um, like there's one guy I did improv with was on a show on TBS called like the, like the, res, like the reserve book or reservation book or something like that. But it had um, Pam from the office was on it. Um, really? yeah, so he was on a show with her, like a straight up like show series. Uh, he was in there and then I also did, I was also on improv Boston's family show for a couple seasons with, uh, someone who, um, Jamie Loftus, who is on, has like a ton of really successful podcasts and she's like written for a bunch of stuff. Uh, somebody else is now a, currently a writer for SNL. I was on a cast with what? Um, yeah. So it's really, I mean, good for them. I'm very happy for them. Uh -huh. Um, and now I do a show with an Emmy winner. So I'm nice. tangentially very successful. Yeah. I can tell you their path they took was probably not very fun. Um, no. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. Well, these people, well, actually, I don't know the thing about like, the thing that was interesting about uh, Jamie Loftus, for lack of a better term, is like everyone kind of knew she was going to make it just because she just like had that about her. Mm -hmm. like, she just had like a really like comedic mind and she was very like out there, um, but could make like, but could make it work. It was like super and like has done so many like projects that have like taken off. Um, and, um, so that was interesting. Everyone else was like this, the kid on the res reservation book, whatever the hell the show was called, his name was Lou. He is a super mm. nice guy. He was super funny. Um, and then the person who's a writer for SNL, I am blanking on her name. Um, but she was also very good too. And like, these people were all very like dedicated to wanting to try to make it. So I'm glad that they did. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, 
going up through film school and all the stuff I've been through, all the people I worked with, the amount of people I met where I'm like, they're probably not going to make it. Then you meet one person, you're like, oh, they're definitely going to make it. Yeah. Um, and God, like, there, there oh. was one guy I worked with at a company and he's doing, oh crap, what is he? He's animating on a show now. Like he was a base, like a, just a video editor and now he's going to be he's animating for some show but i'd have to log into linkedin and all that stuff to figure out now i need to know what was it because i was shocked when i saw it <laughs> shocked i say well uh, he he's he pulled the he pulled the trigger and was like i'm going to la yeah and all of us said good luck because the amount of times i heard i'm gonna go to la and make it big but all okay man that there i have more friends friends colleagues that have come back and i was like what'd you do you didn't work i've been working this whole time so <laughs> <laughs> i have no experience please hire me um yeah no there were definitely people who had like straight up fucking pipe dreams um they're like i'm going to new york to do improv full time and like i was just like man you're not even good here like what do you I don't know. I think I, I think I ruffled a lot of feathers. I think I've told people like, eh, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> <You're> not, <laughs> you got a few things you can work on here. I think before you go there. Um, but I don't know. Also <laughs> when I was doing improv in Boston, I was very like, I had this like very hardcore band mentality about Boston. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I fucking hated is that we would have like improv teams come from New York and like perform on our shows all the time. Cause other people would like be friends with them. Like they met them at a fest or they saw them at a fest and they would just fucking like dick ride these like absolute nobodies from New York. But because they were from mm. New York, they thought like they were inherently good. And I saw so much fucking shit, fucking comedy improv from New York based teams. And then I remember being like, I, I, I had like a whole fucking, not like a, I won't say a breakdown, but I just like lost it because someone was talking about like so-and-so like, and like having them like open the show for something. I was like, I would go, why I go, are they booking you in New York? And then I give us, I gave this whole thing. I was like, listen, let me tell you a fucking little lesson from the band days. You don't book a fucking band from out of state if, unless they book you in their state and Mm -hmm. fucking Boston improv teams never got that. They never understood that. I was like, they want to come here for the pad their resume, then you're going there. Like if that's not happening, don't fucking book them. Yeah. And it's like, they just didn't understand that. They were so like naive to the whole thing, which I don't blame them because most improv people are just complete naive, live in a bubble, have like no real life experience. They're like, well, I went to Northeastern for on like a, you know, my, my dot, my daddy's dime and I did improv there and I think I can really make it. It's mm. like, okay. Oh, so I looked up because I had to find him. He uh, he's animated on the upcoming Metalocalypse. Movie. Oh, cool. Yeah, which I it was a double hitter because I was like, he worked on that. Then I was also like, they're doing more Metalocalypse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a show I, I wish I watched more of. Um, but it's on. What is it on the Mac? Yeah, I got yeah. them all, baby. I was like, I miss paying my cable bill, so I'm gonna re re get it pay. by everything. Yeah, for all the other services. Um, but Hey, I guess that's our show. What do you think? Yeah, I had a blast. Yeah. You're going to, yeah. you, you, you're, uh, you feel uh, very some, on board. Yeah. I got some topic ideas I'd love to do. So great. That's what I want, baby. Mm-hmm. I want that. We're going to work on other shit. Um, but yeah. Okay. Well, um, go to, uh, 
facebook.com slash make fun network. Become a fun butt there. Join the discord. You can follow us on Twitter at top five of death. Um, Instagram, the same thing. Uh, follow us on all the social medias. Give us a, a five-star review on, on Apple iTunes. We're, we're trying to rebuild the show back to its glory days. Um, we're going to get there. It's, it's just a matter of time. Now it's not a, it's not a, a what if, but a when. So, uh, Charles, thank you so much for, uh, for jumping on board. I look forward to all the shenanigans we have planned coming up. Uh, any final words, uh, or any last thing on your first episode, any reflections or anything you wish that, uh, you didn't say? Oh boy. Um, no, I was just gonna say if the fun buds haven't joined the discord, get in there, get, uh, get Daniel some dating advice. Cause Sepulveda needs it. Yeah. If you want to give Daniel Sepultura a famous, uh, top five of death celebrity dating advice, go in there. Cause the dude fucking needs it. <laughs> um, no, I love, he's, he's, I'm actually very excited that the Sepultura is back him and his fake ass brother, Josue. Um, and I'm sure it's not how you say his name, but, um, is, uh, is it Josue or Josue or Jose? Oh, what is it? Do you know what it I've is? always thought it was like, y'all said it Josue, I, I think. think I don't know. I, I prefer to hit it with the Josue. Oh, uh, Josue. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they're back and that's, that's very cool. Um, apparently he's real. Supposedly. My favorite thing yeah. was like, <laughs> when the show came back and I like, I brought it back on the 10 year anniversary and it was like, holy shit. I listened to the show when I was like, like in high school and single and now I'm married. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's that's how time works. But uh, yeah. anyway, uh, that's our show for the week. We'll be back next week. I know I said that before, but I'm fucking trying. Get off my back. Uh, but we'll do it. So thanks again for listening. And as always, smell you later.